I thought it was fascinating. Could, could your 20 year old self look forward and say, I dig, I dig that guy or I dig that gal. That's the person I was hoping I would become. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached, that's right, Habits to Goals. And we're bringing back one of our legendary co-hosts, Mr. Henry Evans. We're slotting this into our Wednesday interview. Um for a few reasons, which we can get into later. But anyways, Henry, how are you doing, sir? Great to have uh, you back. I am doing great, Martin. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. And yeah, super excited about this topic. This is going to yeah, be a lot so, of fun. Uh, it's great to hear your voice. You look good. And uh, yeah, this is, it's funny to me, <laughs> given this is called Habits to Goals, I, I went through the archives. If If I search goals, you know, there's 200 plus episodes that, that talk about goals and that makes sense. But, but goal setting as its own topic has not yet happened. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't think of a better co-host to, to go through and have this discussion and, and see if we can agree on some very best practices. Um, you know, it always occurs to me there are new people piling in, Henry, and they're looking for some guidance. And, and I think this is going to be one of the most, dare I say, popular episodes. So we're going with goal setting 101. We're going to get into things that, that truly work. And before we go there, Henry, as is customary, <laughs> would you like to, <laughs> would you like to, uh, kick it off with the GTR or would you like me to go first? Why don't you go first on this one? I got to get right. back to you. All right. Well, for the new listeners that I just mentioned, the GTR is the Good Things Report. And the idea is it actually stems back to a bunch of business meetings and business best practices. And if you haven't heard the term, the the idea is rather than coming to the meeting with your gripes and your problems and the things that sucked, uh, you started off with things you're, you're grateful for and things that have happened that are good and or great. So my GTR, Henry, is <laughs> it's not super great. It's just one of those days where I think for the last, I don't know, six months probably, this makes me sound really bad, my wife's minivan is <laughs> has needed the airbag. There's been a recall. These people are chasing me around. So the point is, I got the airbag done. I got the dentist appointment that I've been putting off forever done. I dialed in my chiropractor because my back is out of whack. So just taking care of the little things, and that is my <laughs> GTR. That's a good one. I love <laughs> it. I love it. And And just starting... 
any meeting or get together with some good news. I think it's just such a, such a great process to add on. And, uh, I do it in a lot of my meetings. And so my good thing report is, and actually Martin, I don't think I've seen you since this happened, but I've actually lost 21 pounds. Holy. Well, that's why you look so good. (laughs) I'm definitely looking better. That's for sure, buddy. But it was 21 uh, pounds. Well, this is is going to slot right into our discussion. Keep going. It it certainly is. It's perfect. And so we'll kind of talk about what I did and how I did it. And, um, but uh, I'm I'm super happy about that, and definitely a very good thing to report. And I feel like I'm very uh, uh, that I've got a process and a methodology now that's going to get me to my ideal normal weight uh, for the first time and as long as I can remember. So I'm really excited about that. Atta boy, I'm proud of you. I can remember. I don't know, probably six months ago, uh, you did bring it up. You asked you asked about a few things related yep. to shedding some pounds. So I'm looking forward to that update. All right, let's, let's kick it off. So goal setting 101, um, you can go first. I can go first. It doesn't really matter. We just kind of, kind of want to, where does it begin? You have thoughts on that? I do. And, and I was actually listening to a podcast with (laughs) a gentleman named, uh, named David Allen, who is the guy who who wrote the book, Getting Things Done, and he was talking about about this exact subject. And I wanted to get your spin on this because I thought he had an interesting way to look at it, which is you have your fifth floor, which and, and he uses floor analogies. Ground level is day-to-day. The fifth floor is your your life's mission statement, if you will. Wow, I so, like that. So he starts with the life, and then he goes down to, okay, what are your, uh, what are your values? And then he kind of goes down to what are your – you know, you know, your kind of long-term goals and your short-term goals and your quarterly goals all the way down to literally what are you doing this week and today? And huh. which obviously corresponds to the habit. So I was curious yep. how you think, cause I know you've studied this a ton too, how you think your overall life mission and your bigger purpose and long, long-term stuff fits into what goals you set today and how that might impact if you accomplish them or not. Well, I'm just like bubbling with excitement and I'm just so glad I've invited you (laughs) this discussion. And I'm not kidding because I have my notes in front of me and this is, this is attacking it from an entirely different angle that I think is so important. Um, So, so the first thing that comes to mind, Henry, when you say that in, in David Allen's thoughts, um, I'm sure parallel this is it's, it's Maslow's, um, hierarchy of needs, right? Right. In other words, for, for us to be self-actualized, which he would probably, David Allen would probably call the fifth floor, right? Yep. We, we have to have our basic needs taken care of. The person I can tell you who is not tuning into this episode or searching for podcasts right now is a person who doesn't have shelter or food, right? They don't have their basic needs taken care of. And exactly. that may sound totally obvious, but but I like the analogy that David Allen's drawing here in, in the discussion is 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 there is absolutely an escalator, if you will, a staircase, whatever you want to call it, where 
where we have to have these basic needs taken care of, and then we can kind of move up the self-actualization stairway. So having said that, I mean, we're going to assume everybody listening has the basic needs taken care of. So, so the idea to have our values in order, meaning identified is huge. I wasn't even going to bring that up. I talk about it all the time on the show. And, and I think some of these are, are basics, but I will just throw this out and then lean back on you. Everything for me, the, the biggest shift began. And, and frequent listeners know this when I began with the end in mind. Right. And, and that was the ultimate end. It was, it was, all right, I'm dead. What, what have I missed out on? What did I most want to do that I didn't accomplish or experience? Right. It doesn't have to just be an accomplishment. Like, what did I most want to do? And and I was shocked. It was this Catalina Classic. And then we backwards engineered it. So so I'm going to throw it back to you. But the fifth floor to me was at that time, the Catalina Classic. It was the Iron Man. And, and ultimately, those things drove me back to the habit factor in writing the book. So beginning with the end in mind, great place to start. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and couldn't agree more. I think that's such a key thing that most people forget about. And I think it dovetails also really nicely with what's your big why. Um, and I know that Simon Sinek is famous for asking that. And, and he kind of uses the Apple example where, you know, you know, Apple computer, they don't make computers or iPhones or iPads. They make technology that makes your life easier. And, and, and so it's, you stop and think about that beginning with the end in mind. So, and then, you know, this might be a good place to talk about my whole weight loss thing, but like starting with that, that end in mind, whether it be achieving a level of financial success, you know, doing the Catalina, you know, which, and then again, if this is your first podcast, Martin has this awesome story. You could, you should probably link to it. I'm sure you have it on here, Martin, where you tell the story of how you did that and you set that goal and what you did because it's just incredible to me. And then, you know, knowing what your why is. So why are you doing whatever it is that your goal is? And if, you know, if you don't have a big enough why, then the first stumbling block you get, you know, literally the first wave you hit paddling out, you could have been like, man, this sucks. I'm going to go back inside and have a beer. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, that was really helpful for me to just like tie into that big why. I, I think, I think that's, that's the big, I call it the big D desire. And, yeah. and so you begin with the end in mind, then you got to have desire because desire and your why, you know, Tony Robbins always talks about if you have a big enough why you can find any how, because what, what tends to happen, and I'm trying to stay away from a bunch of cliches, but what tends to happen. <laughs> is that we we will absolutely hit obstacles. It's going to go sideways. Things are going to go wrong. And if there isn't enough desire, and we can call it a big enough why, we can, whatever we want to term it, um, if the desire isn't there, then any excuse is enough to quit. Yeah. And, and if you look at Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which is kind of like the, you know, one of the very first books on this written in 1937, 
his very first principle is exactly what you said. It's a burning desire is what he called it. That same right. exact thing, which is if you don't have that, and I don't know if maybe, at, you know, at like some level, I got to the point with weight loss where I'm like, I really want to do this for my own health and for the benefit of being there for my family, for my wife and for my kids and just being a productive member of society. And it's hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, you just don't. Yeah, you want to feel good. Yeah, and if you're if you're carrying extra extra weight around, uh, you know it's just a lot harder to do that. So absolutely. Yeah, and your energy's not there, and and yep. you're not your best. You, that's that's the self actualization part. I think I think ultimately one of the things it gets funky because some people cringe at this, but but it's the idea of trying to become, and and it's not meant to. Uh, dissuade people or beat them down, but, but, but just knowing it's a process, it's like, can you become the best version of yourself? Can you become, I read this and I thought it was fascinating because we always talk about looking back and I thought it was fascinating. Could, could your 20 year old self look forward and say, I dig, <laughs> I dig that guy or I dig that gal. That's the person I was hoping I would become. Yes. Which is, yes. Which is, you know, that the reason I'm going down that road is maybe that fuels the desire component. Yep. And then with the same exact thing, you know, project yourself another 20 years down the road. Who <laughs> is that person that you want to become? What, what habits do they have? And there's a, there's a great movie. If, I mean, if you want to see this really personified in a movie, it's a, it's one of my all time favorite movies. Not a lot of people have seen it. It's got Bruce Willis in it. It's a Disney movie. Uh, it's got to be from the early 2000s now, and it's called The Kid. The Kid, and huh? It's right the, the Kid. You would love it if you haven't seen it, Mark. But the I have premise, not. Yeah, it's, I mean, but the premise of the movie, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but Bruce Willis kind of sees himself as young Bruce Willis and then older Bruce Willis. Oh, and, wow. Cool. And it helps him reconcile decisions he's made in the present as he comes across a very big birthday. And it's very well done. It's typical like happy Disney and it's, uh, uh, but, but it's this exact concept we talk about, like project yourself out 20 years, 10 years, one year. What do you want to be like and how do you want to be? Um, and then how do you then take that into setting a goal and then creating the habits around that goal? You know, that's okay. kind of the next step. Um, and, and no, I'm just saying, okay. Cause I'm realizing too, we could spend two, three hours and, and we got, we got about a half hour. So the only thing I want to add to this is this idea that I want the listener to take a step back and ask themselves why it is we are the only creature that has the capacity that, that Henry just mentioned to, to use our imagination and look into the, into the future. And I would suggest to you humbly that the reason we have that capacity is because we have the capacity to fulfill the, the vision, right? We, we are unique in the sense that we can create this vision. We can create goals and then we can go after them. It doesn't mean it's easy. It just means it's possible. Um, so, so, all right, step one, cause I, what I want to do, 
in an ideal world, Henry, is is knock this out into seven steps or five steps, and then after our discussion or as we go through it, and then simplify it to as few as possible and see if we can just come up with the easiest type of formula. So, so we started with this idea beginning with the end in mind, which is, I know, a bit cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. That right. Where, where, where do we want to go? And then the desire or the yeah. why. So, 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 so that would be step one, I think, right there. You know, where do you want to go? And do you have a big enough reason why you want to get there? So do you have a strong desire? And, and, and again, I, I always like to pick simple examples. So maybe I'll just use mine as we go through this. So I want to be, I want to weigh less. So for my personal goals, I, I want to weigh 188 pounds. And I weighed 221.9 pounds. Holy mother of God. That was, that was step one was measure where I am and where I want to be. And then is my desire big enough? And I think it finally got big enough where I'm like, yeah, the big reason why is that (laughs) your waist got big enough. I like couldn't fit in any clothes. Exactly. (laughs) Something got big enough. Exactly. So, so I mean, but that was it. I mean, I kind of looked at myself when I saw a picture and I'm like, I don't want to be that guy who, you know, you know, is just a, you know, 30, 40 pound overweight middle-aged dude. I just didn't want to be that anymore. All right. So we got step one and you're calling it one and one A. So it's not, it's not two steps. It's, it's what's the vision and why. Even though it sounds like two things to me, I like you bundling it into one. So it's one and one A. Love it. All right. So then, because again, ultimately we want this to be the easiest thing. One and one A. And if the A isn't big enough, if it's just lip service, then um, it's not going to happen, which kind of leads me to two. I would throw this out to you. It's, it's commitment. Um, without, I mean, without commitment, and I would even suggest like writing it down rather yep. than just wandering around with it in your head. Um, because a lot of people think they want a goal. They, they don't write it down. They don't create a plan. They're not truly committed. You know, those, those, that ties in so much to desire. Um, I, I would add one more piece to that, Martin, sure. with a written commitment. And I love that is it's got to be specific. It can't just be, I want to lose weight or I want to, I want to go West. It has to be, no, I want to get to, you know, Hawaii and Honolulu specifically and that airport or the Harbor or I want to get to this weight. Yeah. Perfect. So specific in terms of the, the weight amount and perhaps even the date, because even if you don't hit either, you're at least trending in the right direction, right? Yes. Yes. So, so specific, written down, committed. <laughs> how do I, how do I make that just step two when it sounds like so many? I would do step two is, is serious. It's like, are, are you serious? If you are, that means you're going to commit to it, write it down and be specific. Cool. All right. Love it. So, so three is, 
is action. And I would, I would actually submit to you a lot of the habit factor mm-hmm. that it's action slash habits or habits slash action because more important in my world um, than these one-off behaviors is slash are the habits that will carry you toward your goal. So um, anyways, that's, that's my take habit slash action. What do you got? Couldn't agree more. I think that's, that's the key right there. And it's, uh, it, it's those, it's those little habits that stack on, you know, every day or every other day, every week, however often you set that you want to do them. Um, I think that's absolutely the key. I would add one other thing, which is make sure that you're applying either modeling or best practices as to what habits you're doing. And that was a, that was a key mistake I was making in the weight loss is I was, I, 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 I basically was choosing the wrong habits and I, I, I changed some of those around. So make sure they're the right habits too. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting where this fits. Um, because that's a strategy as well. So, yes. so I think, I think tracking, well, we'll make that four. So, what I was getting at is strategy, habits, action, all these are kind of one because strategy is modeling. Strategy is tracking your habits and, and we're getting into tracking slash accountability in step four. Yep. Oh, yeah, in I other think words, four. Um, in the world of the habit factor, I'm always preaching over and over following par, plan, act, record, reassess. You plan what, what are your, excuse me, what are your target days, you know, throughout the week? So, so if it were to lose weight, you know, it might be drinking six glasses of water five times a week. And then you're tracking that and then you're reassessing after four weeks and you can elevate the habit. Um, Meaning maybe it becomes seven or eight glasses and maybe it's five or six times a week. But, but the right. idea is to track, have some accountability and then reassess and raise the bar. So I'm curious, what were the, the habits you were tracking when, uh, as you were on your journey here? And I'm guessing you probably still are. I am. I am. So, so, so the goal was. So the, I mean, so we talked about kind of the vision and the big why for the goal, which was 188 pounds. Not only did I write it down per step two, um, I actually put it on the home screen of my phone. So my kids make fun of me, but. New listener, the quickest way to get up to speed here at Habits to Goals to understand how it is you are going to craft intentionally the good supportive habits that will help you reach your goals more quickly. The process we follow is par. Plan, act, record, and reassess. That's it. It's fairly simple. You have three ways to get your free tracking sheet, which will get you straight up to speed very quick. So you can go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. You can text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, 
to 33444 and <laughs> finally to give you additional resources just use your favorite search engine or and or google and just type par p a r r in the habit factor for those of you looking for a super super deep dive on habit the book that's right it's almost 10 years old check out the habit factor on kindle it is I believe it's $3.99 or $4.99, practically free. Of course, it gives you not just a deep dive on habit, but, but really walks you through the habit factor process. So there are a handful of options for the new listener. When I have, and, and, I, and I'm not talking the lock screen on the phone, but when I have all the apps that show up on the phone, yep. I scooted all the apps up. Is that a word, scooted? I, I, I scooted, scooted I think that works. And, and I put, um, and this sounds kind of corny, but I put 188 is great. Thank you, God. And I put wow. that as basically the bottom line of my apps is empty. And instead it has that text there. So I literally see it every single day. So that was, um, kind of, kind of for, for, for number two. And then for number three, the specific actions for me were two things worked really, really well. One was tracking my weight every single day. Nice. Um, which, which obviously is, is directly, actually, I guess that's probably more number four. Um, and, uh, but the actions were, uh, exercise every day nice. and, and write down my food every day. Nice. Um, and then kind of what the, what the secret piece that I was missing, well, which I'll just share, which is only really specific for weight loss is, Intermittent fasting. That's literally was the thing that pushed me over the edge, which is a fancy way of saying limit your eating window to a smaller time frame, which for me means I, after I have dinner, let's say I finish at six o'clock, I don't eat anything until 11 o'clock the next day. So basically it's a skip breakfast plan. Um, and you basically fast during that period. And it's just astonishing to me how well it works. And I just kicked myself. I didn't find out about this sooner. So I'm spreading the word about this everywhere I can. No, that's great. And do you, do you ever fast for a full day or a full 24 hours or is it, is it just kind of the daily from? I've done that too. Um, I've done that too, but it's interesting that all the weight loss has really come from just the, uh, you know, just the fasting, basically skipping breakfast. It's just, it's incredible how well it's worked. Good. Beautiful. All right. So let's go through it. So we got vision and desire. Did we yep. say that's one? That's one and one A? Yep. yep. And then, we're, and then we got specific, y, specificity yep. here. We're yep. writing it down. I can't read my. And then three, we said the strategy, the habits, the action. Yep, you got it. So, so strategy has to do with modeling, and exactly. and strategy, yeah. And then four is this accountability piece, where every day you're you're being accountable for these key. Again, in my world, it's it's these key habits, these key behaviors you're doing day after day. Now, it doesn't have to be necessarily every day. Um, depending on the habits, like running, you know, I would, I would do four times a week type thing. So you have your target days. Yes. 
Exactly. And, and, and I think it was such a good reminder because, um, you know, that whole par methodology that you teach in your book, you know, which is really about the habits that take you towards your goal. If you don't do those and all four of those steps, I find it's really, really hard to get the traction on the habit. Um, and so yeah. for me, I'm, I'm actually using this app. Uh, it's called, um, uh, uh, happy scale, which is kind of a cute name, but it's just, I don't even think I paid for it. I think it might be free, but it's this app and you track your weight every day. And it's amazing how it fluctuates, by the way. <laughs> I was, I was 198, uh, yesterday morning and this morning I was 201. Mm. Uh, because well, I, yeah. yeah, so it's just all over the place. <laughs> water, water weight. Water weight. Exactly. Either water or beer. One of the two. I'm not sure, but. It was, uh, but, but you track it every day and it keeps, it keeps the trend line front and center. So you don't get hung up on the small imperfections in the day to day. You see your overall trend line in my case, in this case, going towards my goal weight. And it makes you very encouraged as opposed to discouraged when you gain three pounds on the scale. So I, 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 I find that that positive reinforcement um, and I don't have a way to gamify it yet, which I think would be really fun to make it where it's, I turn it into a game, but I think that would be a real neat thing to do as well. Well, you just touch on it. So, so in terms of steps, honestly, for goal setting 101, I, I would submit to you that those four, granted there's, you know, there's subsets, but those four are, are enough given the caveat that there are some mindsets and then you reassess in other words, <laughs> right? Like what happens is you, you, are, you make progress, you run into some obstacles and then you get defeated. And then that's when some people give up, other people reassess, they regroup, they recalibrate, and they right. go after it again. And so then you just end up in this loop where you may have to reset your strategy and your habits and your actions and reset your vision. And maybe your original vision was slightly slightly wrong, or maybe it's a year later and now it's evolved. Um, everything is is flexible life is dynamic and and you want to be i continue to repeat this quote it's it's not the strongest or the smartest that survive it's the most adaptable and and i think that really applies to goal setting so so reassessing as you go forward and not getting discouraged which leads us to mindsets so Give us a few key mindsets. Yeah, this is, it's just so critical that people understand this. And I heard this term a few years ago when I got into the, into the SaaS space again. So it'd been a few years and I'm back in the software space. Um, and, 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 and just love it. And, uh, there's a whole term for it in the business world and especially in software called, uh, doing a pivot. And a pivot is when, you start off with this one business idea and then you pivot into another one. And 
it's the same exact thing that you're talking about with this idea of being adaptable and being able to change and kind of go where the flow is. There's a great Bruce Lee quote about having a mind like water um, where you're kind of formless and you go where you need to go at that particular time. And it's very relevant for martial arts, but uh, I think that's just a critical component. So say, for example, I set my goal weight in 188 pounds and I get down to 195 pounds and find out that, hey, based on my frame, uh, I look great. And at 188 pounds, I look like I'm anorexic, highly, highly unlikely, but let's just say for argument's sake. Right. Um, no, I hear then, you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like then I would do then I would do a pivot or I get to 188 pounds and I realize, boy, I still have a little bit of a tummy here. I really should be 184 pounds or whatever it is. Have enough flexibility knowing that with your, you know, your overall vision uh, may need to be tweaked or adjusted based on where you want to go and don't don't beat yourself up if something changes. Uh, that's OK. And that's that, that's called living life. You know, I. I, uh, I was writing down a couple, (laughs) a couple P's as it relates to mindset and, and patience, I think is absolutely critical. Um, and I wasn't even talking about persistence, but I should. And then there's positivity. You talked about keeping it positive, the positive, uh, trend that the app is showing you. And then you threw in another P with the pivot. Um, <laughs> we got and, the four P's and, and I got to tell you, you you touched on a very specific case where I shared this, I don't know, season three or season four when, when, yeah, I was tracking and my target much like yours was 178 and I got, I got down, I got down to 177 flirted with 176. But the point is, today, I'm back to a buck 85. But it's because I'm not focused on weight, I'm focused on muscle mass, um, and just being leaner. So so that that the only reason I bring it up is I would have totally forgot about it if you hadn't said that. And and I think it's totally relevant. That's the pivot right there. That's life is dynamic and, and we just keep, you know, migrating this way and that way. Yeah, All right. Well, know, go ahead. Oh, um, uh, so one thing that this brings up and I want to ask your thoughts on this. because I think this is really important. Uh, this idea of getting down what you're doing or tracking down to a, key indicator or, or a, a, what would be called a KPI in the business world, a key performance indicator, or just a key number. So, and uh, this is something that my wife brought up. She said, Hey, but what if you don't like how you look at 188 pounds because you right. had to add on more, more muscle mass, like you said, and, 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 and more leanness. So you might actually end up weighing 192 or, I mean, you know, whatever it is, but, right. but, 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 so I'm curious your thoughts on uh, you know, so ultimately I'm picking a number that's easy to measure on the scale every day, but ultimately my goal is I want to look a certain way and I'm not sure exactly what that number is going to be yet. It's probably going to be some percentage of body fat, but what's your thoughts on, is it important to get it down to like one key metric 
or is it okay to have like a series of metrics? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think simpler is is better in in the fact I, at first I didn't know where you're going and now I know where you're going and it was the same I don't even want to call it a mistake. The beauty, the genius of goal setting which I never understood is that it gives us information even when we're off target. Yeah. This is why it's a no-brainer. This is why goals are not optional. People that's where I want to go if we have time. I want to wrap this up with myths about goal setting. But but what I didn't understand is, yeah, look, if you could just have one KPI, that's great. You and I both focused on weight and then realized, uh, or maybe realized in your case, but I realized in my case that I was focusing on on body fat percent. So so it's you know, it was it was twelve, then it was 16 and I'm like I don't like 16 and then I got back down to 13 um and then I found out 13 was less than I was 12 years earlier which really made wow. me please so I was focusing and and I have well I don't even want to jinx it so at some point we'll report but I but I think we're we're tucking under 12% but and then, and then, and then, just so nobody feels bad, I was I was nearing thirty percent body fat when I started this process. So <laughs> don't don't feel bad at whatever no, level no, you're yeah, at. No, and, and that, yeah, it's not about the specific, <laughs> our specifics. It's just about what the only reason I'm bringing it up is you're talking about measuring. Um, it's so important just, to measure it. Yeah, data. for sure. It's just data. All right, let's get into myths. I know uh, we probably got a few minutes left. Um, unless there's any more key mindsets you want to talk about relative to goal setting. No, let's, let's hit the miss. I think this is okay. fantastic. The, the last one that occurs to me, I would just reference a, just Google the habit factor and grit. It's this idea of grit. And I kind of break down the habits relating to grit. And I think grit is a key mindset. It's a growth mindset. It's this idea that we're setting goals and we're always, always progressing. Even if we feel like we're regressing, we're getting information. So, all right, we're done with that. Myths about goal setting. Go. <laughs> well, it, it, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of them here. Um, uh, and so I would say one of the biggest myths that a lot of people uh, and, and I don't even know if it's a myth so much as a mistake is they set too many goals at the same time. Wow. Um, and they, and, and they jump in and maybe this is kind of a part two of the same thing is I'm, I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to go run five miles tomorrow instead of realizing that that's, that's, that's exactly what you don't want to do. You want to start slow. Um, and so, you know, I guess the contrary of that or the way to do it instead is, you know, you know, pick one thing and, and focus on it and do it well, as opposed to trying to do 10 things and actually not accomplishing any of them. You're brilliant. Um, yeah, let's call it mistakes and myths. So, so I think a mistake is too many and too big. Uh, yes. not writing it down. Obviously the mistakes would be doing the opposite of the things we've, <laughs> we've outlined. Um, <laughs> yes. but, but I think the biggest myth that kills me when I see it out there is, <laughs> and I just thought of another one as I said that, is that goals are bad. They're detrimental. They make you unhappy. Um, 
that's just such garbage. It's wrong. Making, it's just if, wrong. If they're making you unhappy, it's because you're making some mistakes or you don't have the right mental um, outlook or capacity or mindset, right? Because if you go through the grit framework, for instance, that I laid out, there's sure it's, it's okay to be discouraged and that's temporary unhappiness, but, but you just reset again, life is dynamic. So, so the, the biggest myth that I see is goals are bad for you. 90% of people don't set them. Uh, 70% would probably, no, I don't know. Maybe 40% would say, ah, well, they're, they're not going to happen or, you know, they, they make me unhappy. I set them, I can't hit them and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, that's the big one that bothers me. The second one, <laughs> I beat up a lot on smart goals. I love smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. The big mistake there is they don't account for those are one-off tasks. Those it's, it's missing habit. So, which is, which is one of the things that I think a lot of people miss when they set goals is you, if you don't tie it to something you do and track on a regular basis, it's really hard to get there. Yep. Yeah. Really hard to get there. That was my big, my big breakdown and my big shift. And, and obviously why, why the book was written and by why (laughs) the app exists and, and, uh, you know, it's been a breakthrough for, for, for a handful of people. So yeah, setting, identifying the habits and tracking them. Um, yep. I mean, a, you know, I a, would, sorry, okay. as opposed to the to-do list. And I guess that's where I'm going with myths and mistake because most people think it's a to-do list. And then every day they got to write their to-do list. Okay. Today I got to do this, buy shoes, call a trainer. And then no, just focus on the running three times a week, not the to-do list, which gets confused with, you know, buy the milk, feed the fish, pick up the dry cleaning. So that's a huge, huge mistake when it comes to goal setting. Love it. I want to, I want to key in on something you said, which I think is, uh, a very important distinction, this idea of uh, that you brought up that goal setting is somehow bad or unmotivating. Um, and there's a, there's a quote, I actually looked it up because I want to make sure I got it right. It was by a, a guy named Earl Nightingale. I think we've talked about him before. I love uh, first, first gold record ever of the written word many years ago. But he actually had a quote where he talked about happiness. And he actually says, which I completely agree with, and I'm sure you will too, is happiness is the progressive realization of a, of a worthy goal or a worthy ideal. So, so it's, it's, and, and so it's, I, I mean, but the thing that's fascinating to me is it's not, so again, we go back to just my, my kind of simple weight loss example. It's not hitting 188 is going to make me happy. It's realizing I'm on the road automatically makes me happy. So as long as you know where you're going and you know you're kind of marching towards it, even if you're failing temporarily, that's okay. That's going to ultimately make you happier because you know that you're on the right road, on the right path. Yeah, yeah. Worse than than setting a goal and not hitting it is never setting a goal. Yes. His, his words, the progressive realization of a worthy 
goal or ideal. It's, it's the progressive realization. And, and again, I will go back to the breakthrough, the massive breakthrough for me was, was that is exactly what was happening when I was, when I would follow par plan, act, record, reassess. You get the progressive realization. I love that you chose those words and and you get this thing called self-efficacy, which I bring up all the time. It means the ability to produce a desired result. And it's very, it's incredibly rewarding. So instead of demotivating, goal setting becomes motivating. So uh, brilliant, Henry. What else you got? I'm, I, I, you know, I think this is great. The only last thing I'll add here is just, this idea of if you can turn it into a game or something fun, we all take life very, very seriously. And, you know, I always felt bad about not feeling like I, I, you know, knew what to do with the, you know, with my, uh, with my weight loss journey and realizing that, you know, it's okay. And, you know, just accepting myself for who I am at whatever weight I am, I'm still, I'm still okay. And I'm still doing just fine. But, um, tying into that happiness is I'm progressively realizing that goal and every other goal that we have in life, whether it be financial or health or love or fitness, um, whatever it might be, as long as you're on the right road, guess what? You are, you are a success. It's beautiful. Yeah. Creating the, the, uh, definition we use around here for success is creating your ideal future. And so in order to, in order to do that, you need to know what the ideal is and be taking action and tracking the habits. So, and, and what a great way to sum it up. I mean, in, in the end, we got to have fun. We got to have right view and right perspective and not, I think that all fits into that mentality aspect um, that we were talking about that. That's a great one to add that, that, Enjoy the process. Enjoy. That's the it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy right. the ride. Yep. All right. Well, we, you did a brilliant job. This is, uh, <laughs> likewise. This is wonderful. I love this stuff. Go back and, and, uh, codify this. Um, all right, bud. Thank you so much for, for joining us and sharing with the H2G audience. Wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. And then, uh, yeah, we'll circle back around and, and set up for the next, the next big meeting. Love it. All right. Well, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Cheers. Really quick, I just want to remind you, if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all, You can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. I'm out.